Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 164 of Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. My name is Greg. I am the Bat Daddy 52. And you know, for 163 episodes, I've tried to come up with something cool to say whenever I open the show. And today was just nothing. I couldn't, couldn't think of anything cool. So we, we got a great guest on today with this comic decay. There you go. That's something great to say right there. So uh, over here, 164, inching up to 200. So a lot further than I thought would ever go. But uh Got the regulars with this room filled with heroes. Ross, what's up, man? It's been an easy week, man. It's Friday the 13th. I don't know how much crazier it's going to get. I don't know if y'all are playing that lottery, but I'm, yeah, I'm, four I'm, I'm hoping for some for, you know, freaky Friday the 13th magic right now. <laughs> you about 10? <laughs> Why no, not? I came home, I came home Brian had it. It was his tickets on the, on the refrigerator. I'm like, what? He's like... Why it's not? it's worth okay. the shot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, 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 the benefit and the... It's just two, two grand. Uh, the Sarah, stats say someone has to win. <laughs> exactly. Eventually. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And the only way to never win is to not play. So. It's true. Or to guarantee you can't win. It's not play. So. Yeah. Look at listen to us talking math and finances <laughs> and all kinds of good stuff. Sarah, what's up? Oh, you are stat daddy as well too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's more uh, football, basketball stats. But I can, I can, uh, maybe crypto, but I can say something there. Well, we have a good show this week. Uh, we're going to do our regular stuff. Before we get into the news and the shows we're covering, we do have a special guest, Anthony Stokes. He's a creator of his own comic, and we're going it's called Decay. We have it here with us. We've gone through it, read it. We're going to talk about it now, and Anthony's going to give us some, uh, some thoughts on uh, where he came from with this, where it's going, and uh, more about the comic. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Anthony here. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. So you are the author of the comic Decay, correct? Yes, and okay. then uh, slight slight correction. I'm here to talk about intrusive thoughts. Did, did you guys take a look at that? Oh, I did not. I looked at decay. Looked at, <laughs> I looked at all of it. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. People send people send us a package. Next thing you know, the first thing I'm doing is just going line by line, checking it all out. Well, intrusive you know, thoughts was definitely a nice little twist. I'm gonna look at that while while you guys start talking about it. Then Anthony, go ahead and walk us through intrusive thoughts. Then because I'll uh, I'll pull this up and start checking it out. Absolutely. So it was a um, it's a comic book that's largely essentially the story is like there's this kid who is orphaned at like two or three years old and he lives with his foster parents and he has like migraines and night terrors. He's, he's just not a great place. And essentially he has a sleep paralysis um, and then his sleep paralysis demon bites one of his classmates. So it's a mystery, a horror mystery, you, you, you could call it. And it, uh, you know, deals with things like, you know, anxiety, loneliness, uh, depression and, and such. Okay. okay. I definitely picked up you, you, the connotations that you have, not only in this, but also in Decay, since there was three episodes or three uh, mm -hmm. volumes of that out. I mean, you dig deep. Yeah. You definitely, you put some stuff out there that, I mean, everyone in the world needs to be familiar with just so number one, like everyone is more familiar with it, but mm -hmm. you dig deep into a point to where it's, I mean, you don't, you don't circle around the point you did get right to it. Mm -hmm. And I like that in all of the writings that I saw in, in your little package there. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the thing, it's like, you only get a first chance to make a, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So it's like, mm -hmm. I kind of want to just do something that immediately stands out. Um, because you know, if you can't make people wait around too long, you know, you're going to lose some potential readers if you kind of lollygag. So yeah. And I, 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 you know, Hey, we're paying by the page too. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta, you know, make sure things happen uh, right. as quickly as possible. So there's a financial benefit as well. Definitely. Where did the idea from, uh, intrusive thoughts come from, man? You know what? It's, um, I had this idea 
I think it's inspired by Death Note. Probably, I was a, a big, okay. big manga, huge manga fan. Honestly, a, a bigger uh, manga fan than a comic book fan uh, growing up, and uh, American comics specifically. And uh, just the idea of this guy being followed by like a monster as a as a, a form of depression, and then after that, I, I, this is this is like probably like twelve years ago, maybe more. So I always had the idea sitting around, and then uh, Decay is uh that's my first series it's very literal you know it's very much like whatever is happening is is happening in real time and i wanted something that had like more more metaphor because more atmospheric uh gothic even so i added a lot of like symbolism metaphors that um i don't i wouldn't say we're missing from decay but weren't weren't as prevalent i should say gotcha okay Hang on, I'm pulling this up right now so we can put some of this artwork up here and just kind of run through the comic. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, honestly, I'm very sorry. This is my first time looking through this one because I read all of the Decay stuff. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I didn't even see the intrusive thoughts because I guess there was three just issues of Decay. And I assumed I was like, well, that's the one right there. But both good. <laughs> that's cool. I got two comics out of it. So um, beautiful, though. Like, thank you. Thank beautiful. You. Sarah, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I just kind of use looking, just looking through it. Um, yeah, that's a pretty interesting story. I mean, it's I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't read a lot of comics. Now, I mm -hmm. do enjoy, you know, having a, um, a lot of you guys come up here because it's it's they're they're new ideas, new thoughts, new stories. And for me, the way I kind of first look at it is, I like to just kind of scroll through it, and it's the artwork. The artwork mm -hmm. is what always kind of pulls me into it. And some of the images you have in there, they're, they're pretty stark. I mean, it's pretty, um, like, I, I think the, the one that I enjoyed the most was, um, I think what it's, it's like, is it like some kind of bubble or whatnot on the, like, the back of his head? And you see it explode, and you're thinking, oh, yeah. okay, that really, like, really, like, threw you in a lot of emotion, you know, without even, like, reading the the um, dialogue. So, I mean, you know, that that's how I kind of, like, look at it for you know, my first helmetic of, you know, going through. So that's what kind of catches, catches my eye. So that was the first, that, that was really, um, it's really interesting. I mean, it's good job. <laughs> I like thank that. You, thank <laughs> you. I got to convert you to a comic book fan. Is, yeah, uh, I know. I know. I tried, but it's just, that's, I know. I got to get to it. I got to get to it. So <laughs> that point that she's actually talking about now, is that supposed to be like completely where like you see him break or you see him actually, You know, is it uh, is it supposed to be the the graphical representation of whatever it is that that you're seeing there, plus his like inner uh, the inner part of him actually breaking and, and snapping? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a breaking point. That's that's fair to say, and um and it's it, like I said, it's it's metaphorical. You know, it like uh which which is also um a good thing. So if you scroll up to like page to the cover and then page one. So there's a uh, snow globe is a big recurring theme. Um, you can see that's a snow globe and you know, on, on, on his head. And then in page one, um, the snow globe as well. And I, I really like, I really like using motifs and comics, you know, cause it, it just communicates the idea so effectively also an opportunity for some merch, you know, as well. Oh so yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not bad either. Um, so yeah. So essentially uh, keeping that in mind, the the snow globe uh blowing up at the end is uh you know that something happened for sure okay 
You know, the beautiful thing about comics like this right here, independent comics especially, is, you know, I've always grown up reading, you know, the 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 big DC, the Marvels, the big superheroes. But it's just like as I get older, I want something different. I want something. Mm -hmm. Give me a different kind of story. Like those are cool. And I'll still actually haven't bought a lot of those comics in quite a while. I've only bought kind of independent comics. But I, I just need I need more meat behind my story. I need, I need more. I need more of a graphic novel. Than, than a story you know and i get comics coming graphic novels too but these are slightly different and i guess coming from like a, a manga background where, where you enjoy that that's a little different right there anyway where you're not going to have the same kind of characters that would be typically known or have been as popular uh amongst the years even though later or lately they've exploded my daughters are 100 and i've gotten into a lot of it as well so um but it's just nice to see different stories you know yep like if you don't you have look, to wear a cape and be a superhero to have a good story. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was about to say if 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 you uh, excuse me if you look at it like if you look at manga versus like superhero stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you have your One Pieces, you have your Hunter X Hunters, you have you know these long running uh, series. You know, I think One Piece been going on since I was born, to be honest. But a lot of these manga are coming. They're coming. They're telling one story and then they're ending. And then so essentially you have to have something that's interesting enough to get picked up by a, a publishing house, you know, like a Shonen Jumper or a Tokyo Pop or what have you. And then so you have that. And yeah, so you have, you have to have something that stands out and you, you can also do something that's weird, something that's different. And when you look at um, American comics, when you do new stuff, the fans are really resistant to change. You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's very prohibitive, in my opinion. And then you also have the problem of like, I picked up the Black Panther run, the John Ridley Black Panther run, and there was so much continuity from a previous series. And it's just like, well, I don't I mean, I'm getting the context, but it's also a little bit frustrating. So I think that's why it resides with with audiences so much. You know, I used to go to the library and it, I would just I would just go crazy because I I, it's, I pick up an issue one and that's it. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I go run through those and read something else. So I don't think it's a mystery as to why like manga is kind of taken off. Um, but for me, for me personally, it's the, um, it's the met, it, it's the same, it's the same medium. You know, like the Correct. only difference is they're uh, one's backward or forward, the other ones, and it's traditionally like one's colored, one's not. But even that you can play with and stuff like that. It's the same medium. It's just the delivery of the medium and and like the structure that allows for a lot more better stories to uh, to rise to the top, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm just man, just scrolling through this. This is just beautiful artwork, and like, like I said, I, I looked at the other comic you had, uh, the uh, Decay, and it's it's a completely different type of art, and they're both done so well, you know. Yes, thank you, thank you. I, I I've been very lucky to work with with some great artists early in my career, um, and uh, no, I, I I love the I love the look of the book, and I think um, that I'm, I mean that's what you need. You know, you need the. It's like Sarah said, you you sell people. I want to make something that anybody would read. Mm -hmm. Like if I feel like if your thing is catered to or only like hardcore diehard comic book fans can can consume it, you're missing you're missing out on a lot of stuff. I wanted something that like a mom could read, you know, and like enjoy. Yeah, sir. There you go. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm going for. If I'm at a con table and I'm like, do you like comics? And then they're like, no. I was like, you should check this out. And they buy it. That's a uh, that's. Uh, a huge benefit and a huge like competitive advantage over other people that can only sell to combo fans. Right. I guess this is that splash page y'all were talking about a little, a little mm -hmm. bit ago. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is nice. That that really speaks to me right there. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. know what it is. It's just like <laughs> if I saw nothing else for this comic, that right there would just kind of gives me a full story unto itself right there. 
Okay. So one question I like to ask creators when they come on here, um, and, and you may have touched on this a little bit now, but like from this story right here, from initial thought in your mind mm -hmm. to this point right here, what was the journey like? How long did it take you? And how far out do you have this going in the future? From in, all, right in all earnestness, I did the bulk of this um, probably from the months of like, uh, like maybe f like June, July, August, maybe like maybe like May. May okay. to May, then it was completed. It was completed at the end of August. So this is all a fairly new idea for you. This is a fairly new, like I said, the concept was kind of brewing around about being stalked, but um, what it was was um, my previous series decay. It wasn't getting the attention from publishers that I wanted, and I was I just wanted the validation from a publisher so bad, like I was chasing it, and I was like, look, if I try to make uh, a comic book that's like um that that's like if i if i try to pump more money and get more production value and stuff like that to make a comic book that's more like uh like appeasing to a publisher and they don't take it i've just made another comic book that you know will look great and, and do all this stuff so i really i wouldn't say pumped it out but it it was the the inspiration hit and it was just uh i've been writing for like 15 plus years so it's kind okay. of easy to like line up a story and uh what i do is i write i'll write out the entire series it's gonna be a six issue series so i have the issues one through six i'll, I'll do a rough draft i try to bang that out within a month when the, wow. when, the, when the story is fresh yeah i like the i like to work fast and and when you're i think there's two different times of comic creators i think there's the guys like that will do like the one well the one story like that's their bread and butter and then there's the other guys that i will do kind of like spinoffs and stuff like that and do like the mini series and stuff like that i I really want to do like shorter series so i have more bites at the apple the proverbial mm -hmm. apple so like being able to tell a story efficiently being able to to like get the trade relatively quickly is, is a huge is a huge advantage see that just shows what a different level you're on than i am right there because i know i've sat down before and like i'm gonna write a story and like i'll start something <laughs> and, and and maybe get like a paragraph and like I, I just have no idea where to go or where to start and you're talking about doing all six issues in a month like no there's no way man. Well, i that's... wrote the six issues in a month well i hear you yeah that's what i mean but yeah. writing them like like I, I couldn't even begin to imagine getting that done i'm not nearly that creative creative enough to do that but uh it's, it's pretty amazing so six issues this is the mm -hmm. first one. you've only had this one out right now the others are still yet to come yes there's okay. still in the works and are we doing the, the kickstarters for that yes the kickstarter will be out on the 24th of january okay for issue number two for issue number one for number one okay yeah so what i like to do because fulfillment is a pain you know what i'm saying it, it, it's 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 an ink well I'm, yeah i can say that's a pain so that's fine <laughs> in order to make it easy for myself i try to get as much of the comic book done as possible if not done and then like it's easier to sell if it's you got a PDF, you know what I'm saying? And it's easier to go to a con. Obviously, you can't sell the con like without a finished product. So I try to do it in advance. And um, it's scary because you have to have a lot of belief in the product. But I do have belief in the product. So it makes it easier when fulfilling when I like like I have. Uh, I got a copy right here. Oh, nice. And I, I sold I sold a lot of copies of these. So. It, it helps with word of mouth. It helps with fulfillment because I can just throw this bitch in the back. Can I cuss on here? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can throw this bitch in the back no. board. I can throw this bitch in the back and board and be done. Like and and fulfill within like uh, I can fulfill a pledge within like the, the like the the next day if I need to. You know, uh, once once it's finished. So it's it's a process. It's definitely got pros and cons. But right now I'm enjoying it. Fantastic. Uh, Ross, is there any questions you got? 
like as a writer, how detailed do you get when you start? You said you knocked it all out in the month. Like, are you super detailed or are you kind of person that you want to get? Yeah. You want to get the, the keynotes <laughs> in there. You want to figure out where it's going to go and know, know where your beginning and ends are going to be. Yeah. I'm, I, I, um, I'm probably, I would think I'm the best writer. I know that doesn't care about grammar. Like yeah. I'm just trying to get the, I'm trying to get that rough draft done. Yeah. And I always tell people like, if we're talking in, in, in the cons, one of the cons is grammar. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't, it's a, it's a rough draft. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm trying to get the, the key beats, right? Like the tone characters, that kind of stuff, the stuff mm-hmm. that you can't fix with spell checker. And I try to get it done. So these are not comprehensively written scripts. These are like rough drafts that are, you know, like that are, that have like character, like I said, character and theme and, and tone and stuff like that, but they don't have like a lot of locations might be a little barren. Uh, one of my editors was like, there's no description here. You never do this. <laughs> like, and I was like, sorry, I will keep doing this. Cause like, I need to get these, I need to get these stories out, get my feedback. Like the sooner you can get feedback, the sooner you get better. So it, it, to right. me, it's so much of, and I, I feel like you can get paralyzed trying to be perfect. And I think that's a problem that some creators have. And it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather pump out a strip that's like 70, 80% away there and get feedback than trying to get it to like 90 to hundred percent. And it taking twice as long, three times as long. So I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to optimize the process. And for me, being able to write like if if I can't finish a script and I can't get feedback, you know, like I can get abstract feedback, but it's not going to be the same feedback as somebody reading a screenplay. Right. 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 Well, with that being said, what you're saying, there were like you'll, you'll send it to an editor and they you won't have a description, I say, like a, of a, a location or something like that. Does that give your artist more? What's the word of leeway or uh, I guess freedoms to do as they want? Or do you have specific instructions for them as well whenever you're making this? So when I'm missing the description, like it'll be the 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 scene will be there, the, some of the details will be there, but it might be a it might be dialogue, 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 or or this or what have what have you. Mm-hmm. But that's just a rough draft. So I don't that doesn't get anywhere near the artist. You know, the artist okay. will get the a second, draft. third, okay. fourth. I mean, there's some there's some artists that where it's like I'm on like uh, draft number six or seven, just trying to just, just updating. Cause it's, it's like a marathon making a book, mm-hmm. especially when you're working with a new artist. So you're kind of, you're getting a feel for each other. And so you don't want to be too frigid, you know, because you might be, um, you might be like robbing yourself of a great moment, you know? Right. So the way I try to do it, I try to, I try to ride a line. There's certain things that I like it had to happen that way, you know, like the the, the, the splash page. There's sort of certain imagery, like the splash page with the with the snow globe exploding. Like I had that in mind the entire time. But a lot of these other scenes where it's not super specific, you kind of let the you give the artist some freedom. So it's 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 a give and take essentially what I'm trying to say. Well that's something I've always wondered between like writer and artist because I know you as a writer you have your thought process in mind or basically have your outline, you have your story. So really I mean what kind of I guess what kind of discussion do you actually have with an artist to kind of get what you have here, your words into like a, a the visual aspect? Yeah, it's never going to be, it's never going to be hundred percent. Right. And that's something like I, I tell myself, you know, it's not, it's never going to be hundred percent and it shouldn't be honestly, you know, um, because like then it's, there's no collaboration right. and you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent collaboration. Like my first, my first book, uh, my first series of K, I was I was very hands on, not hands on, but it was it was it was more or less like I was d- dictating a lot of the visual style and stuff like that. For intrusive thoughts, I had a, I had a veteran uh, artist. He made a lot of the decisions and a lot of the a lot of the choices. 
So it it depends, but really you want you want you want it to be in the script, right? Like you would prefer everything to be in a script, and then what the artist is interpreting, interpreting, interpreting your words, <laughs> and then doing the best, doing their best interpretation of it, and then you adjust it or or lean into it, and then you know it's 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 all it's a it's a spectrum, right? It's not going to be a one to one. Every every right. team's going to be different. That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, it's just weird to see. Or I, I couldn't imagine seeing something that I created like that being put on a page or somebody else interpreting it. Because I know that, like, I, d- I read a lot of audiobooks, and mm-hmm. it's great to read an audiobook. And I have in my mind what this looks like. And then I'll either watch the movie or see the show or whatever else. And I'll see what the creators of said book, show, or directors, or whatever, what they imagine this to be and how close my thought is to it. It's crazy sometimes how far off it is from what I imagined to be the beginning and what they put out there. And yeah. sometimes it's crazy how almost spot on it is so I, I just think it'd be very interesting to create something and then give it to somebody else and see how they interpret it as to with with notes of course as, as to uh, being put on a page it's just amazing it can be ner- it can be really nerve-wracking i bet, and, so. And, <laughs> I bet uh, so i'm not i have so i've worked with so many artists so i'm not talking about anybody mm-hmm. particular but when it's like when you when you kind of give a lot of details and it just gets in, ignored it's like the most frustrating thing and you kind of have to like you know just relax and then be like Hey, you know, per the script, this wasn't, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, things like things of that nature. But it, no, it is, it is, it is a surreal feeling. Um, I, I mentioned I've been, I've been writing since I was like 14, 15 years old, and Decay was actually the first thing I had published. Um, so that was, uh, you know, that's uh, that was this was like three, no, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So you know, that's like 10, 12 years of just like you know a bunch of false starts. So to actually have a finished product was yeah, it was a, it was an incredible feeling. So, what else like, do you have published? In terms of thoughts, that's it. Like yeah. it, the only two things, you know. So that was okay. that was going to be my last question. Is now with decay and intrusive thoughts. Now that you have these two going out there, what other, how many other ideas you say you got floating around on paper or in your mind that you know you could seriously see taken to the same distance? Um, no, a lot, a lot of them. I have a sequel for the intrusive thought series. Um, I actually have, I have a sequel for the decay series in mind and, uh, and then, uh, like a prequel. And I'm not the kind of guy, like I, I like I said, I kind of like doing individual stories, but, um, you know, if you have a good story, I, I just want to tell a good story. But, um, I, like if you gave me a million dollars, I can make like 10 comics within the next year, like 10, <laughs> 10 different series. So it, yeah. it's, it's a lot. And it's just trying to, you know, like it's, you have a finite amount of resources, which is like, you know, time, energy, money. And it's, and it's really hard not to over, overextend yourself. But, um, I've got, I've got plenty of ideas. You know, I, I think, I think most people would have a lot of, a lot of ideas as like creator, creator wise. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's all I really got as far as questions go, man. It's, it, it's a really interesting comic. You know, you got the Kickstarter going, we got the information in the show notes for the Kickstarter. Um, mm-hmm. do you guys have any more questions for him? Roster. All right. Well, let's. I'm gonna uh, beat my hands on that. Um, your um, intrusive thoughts book. <laughs> I had to get you me might, on that one. <laughs> you might really. So, Anthony, just out of curiosity, you said you go to cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular cons in the future you're planning on going to? Because I know specifically Sarah and I are going to Galaxy Con next uh, oh. in July or oh, June or oh. July. Another two in Raleigh. 
in Raleigh, man. Mm-hmm. I be, I think I'm if you're there, to... I'll definitely come check you out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, you yes, can... I will be there. <laughs> yeah. Pick up a copy. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore Comic Con. I'm, I'm, I'll be devastated if I don't get into that one. And then uh, Galaxy uh, Richmond, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I, I'm. I think I applied for Galaxy Raleigh. Um, but if not, I think somebody already already offered to split a table with me, so I'll, I'll definitely be there. So I'll definitely see you guys there. Okay, I'll get your contact information, man. I'll let you know when we get there. Yeah, I'll definitely, definitely have to let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, fantastic. Well, uh, Anthony, any other information you want to give about the comic, how to contact you, uh, anything else? You can go ahead and get that out right now. Uh, all the information is going to be in the show notes, but uh, go from here. Um, I mean, no, I was going to say, ch- uh, check me out. Uh, uh, January 24th, it's, it's, it's a great book, and I got a lot of great covers as well. So it's, it's definitely want to check that out. Now, I did notice in your in the notes you gave me that you had a YouTube page on there. Is there a place they can find you on YouTube? Yeah, Super Comic Bros. One word. I just started a YouTube uh, channel, and uh, no, it's it's you know trying to trying to build a platform to you know I don't want to be beholden to you know like anybody else for for promotion. You know, so we're trying to we're trying to get that off the ground now. So Super okay. Comic Bros. One word or yeah, one word. Y'all go check that out. Like and subscribe. It's always fun. Pass the word along. Good Please. Stuff. Well, Anthony, I really appreciate it, man. It's been an awesome time. Once again, everything's in the show notes. Uh, when issue the next uh, promo comes out, next Kickstarter, give me a uh, shoot me an email, and we'll get you back on and talk about it. But uh, definitely get in contact, stay in contact with me, and uh, or I'll contact you around Comic Con time, man. I'd love to uh, love to see you. Hell, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, um, definitely uh, see you guys there. Yeah, but uh, hey, Ross, Sarah, Bad uh, Daddy, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate you <laughs> for, for having me. Yeah, man. Okay, so I'll take it easy. He was a cool dude. I like him. Oh yeah. I mean, all the guys, all the people we have on are cool, but he was a cool dude. See, this was you were starting talking about writing, and I'm like, you know, I'm the kind of same way to point. The reason why I like TV and movie and all this other stuff that we do and talk about is just just for simple fact that you know some of these stories get absolutely crazy, and some of them are so overwhelming that's amazing to think that someone could actually take an idea like that and just like go to absolute every single town on it because someone like him can sit there and take a, take a real quick idea, jot down some notes, get you some key points and, you know, basically your plot points and then boom. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. that's, I've always thought the process was so interesting because like I said, um, especially with Ron, what he does, it's like that creative process just, you know, you come up with the idea, you come up with the script, you come up with this and then it's like, like I said, working, collaborating with the artist to try to just bring it to fruition to like the visual aspect of it because you always have what you have in your head. But then also, like I said, that collaborative process, you know, an artist might bring something and say, hey, you know, let's try to, you know, go this direction. I mean, you're still you're still in the same idea. But try- so that's what's always like just thought was like the How it mutates and shifts over time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. how about this? You know, how about this? How about that? So. I mean, with all these with these creators, I mean, man, I've seen some some really cool stuff. And like I said, the independent stuff is like really, you know, just getting away from the mainstream. Sometimes it's, that's where you find like a lot of like the real creative process. Yeah. You know, you kind of get to like new worlds, new, you know, like I said, new stories, new, you know, like I said, that's some shit I've seen. I had, had never even thought about. <laughs> yeah. like, never, you know, come on our radar. So it's been really cool. Well, you know, it just shows that you don't have to have the capes and the superpowers to have a good story. I mean, not saying yeah, that you can't absolutely. make a new cape superpower person and have or hero or character and have a good story, but you don't have to have it. And you can still be in the same genre realm and, and have a great story there. Um, I, I felt so bad because, like, 
Like, honestly, all the stuff he sent me, like, he sent a bunch of stuff to us, but everything he sent me was about Decay, except for that one intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. file right there in the middle. And I I, I was like, okay, so I, I assume we were talking about Decay, which that was another great book. I don't know. You, you said you read it. That was another uh, good-looking book. So I'd like to see it, – it's told a story from two different sides, which is really cool. Yeah. I, like, I like that about it. But, um, yeah, I'd love to have him on again. So. Do y'all want to move on, do some news before we knock out some of these shows? Because there are a few things that have happened this week, at least. I got some news, but what'd you guys watch? Well, Blacklist. I've been watching Blacklist all week. Like, honestly, my wife's so into the show that, like, if she's home and she hasn't, she dates long like second day she worked this week. So it's just if I'm home and she's at home, she's been watching Blacklist. And we're still only like halfway through it. Been watching it nonstop <laughs> for like two weeks. Still only halfway through it. It's so the needle's long. not moving. It just yeah. keeps going right back yeah. to the middle. <laughs> it's good. It's just like and I tell her sometimes like this show's good, but I'm kind of getting burnt out on it. Like I can only hear so much James Bader. You know? Uh but that and then the shows we cover here. Uh beyond that I haven't really watched much this week. I finally watched Bullet Train and my son is so happy now. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah, it was such a fun movie. As I, it was, I, it was yeah. a lot better than I, than I had anticipated. It was, it was really good, and um, and I also ended up watching um, American Underdog. I know it came out back in twenty one. That was when Kurt Warner story. Oh, okay. Oh, exactly yeah. Levi. Okay. That was a pretty good movie. It was. I didn't know exactly what I played in that movie. That kind of little tearjerker there, but I mean, still, it was, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool because I mean. I mean, if you watch, ever watch football, you you know a little bit about Kurt Warner, anyways. I mean, because he's he seems like he's such a great guy, you know, this kind of thing. And the, and you know, I remember hearing about you know, because I think they I think the Rams went to like like what the was it the ninety nine Super Bowl? Sounds right, something like that. Yeah, I think so. And because um, I think I remember watching that because you know I you know I remember Warner you know playing with the Rams and then going to the, um, to Arizona. So actually seeing this, I was just like, man, this like this that was one hell of a story. Cause he oh, had yeah. like literally stocking shelves and then got called up by what arena football. Yeah. And then next thing you know, here comes what who was the coach of the Rams? Vitales. And I'm like, what the I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. But these are the kind of sports stories I love hearing. I mean, because it's like not not everybody is just you know, blessed right out of college or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it, it just shows how hard work really pays off. Yeah. You want a, so, you want a good documentary, but not like uh, extremely over-dramatized. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's a movie, so I still enjoy that. <laughs> so Kevin, the chat asked me if I've watched RRR yet. No, I have not watched it yet. I'll, I'll watch it this weekend. I have a little bit of downtime, four-day weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to check it out. Not as much football to watch this weekend, especially since they're splitting games up on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So I guess I could technically watch every playoff game if you wanted to, but that's why they're doing it. Um, the only other thing that, that Ashley's wanted to watch this week that we haven't got a chance to yet, she started it, and she was like, you've got to watch this with me, and I don't know about it yet. It's the menu. If y'all seen that yet or not? So I haven't seen oh, yeah. it. Go back to your chat, Greg. Go back to yeah, your did chat. Did you tell me to watch it? Maybe that was where I got it from. Maybe maybe I, that was where I told Ashley we needed to watch it. But she she uh, she uh, yeah because you said that I guess some um, people from work was telling her that she needed to watch it. That, that must be what it was. Yeah. So yeah, haven't watched the menu yeah, yet. But she she good. watched the very beginning of it. and She was like, she stopped it and said, "You've got to watch this with me." So apparently, <laughs> Look, I enjoy it. I'm not going to say that it wasn't good. I I wasn't saying that in our in our group text. All that I was saying was. 
is that I would have been one of the people that would have like lost it right off the bat when things started to get really uncomfortable. Like, well, I don't care this? how many people Greg, you got in Greg there. I understand psychological it. thriller, but man. Greg and Ashley can watch it because I love I would love to know Greg's thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. I'll check it out for sure. Like no, I said, we'll I table to... that discussion for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I watched The Menu. I watched, uh, I finally got around to what's the latest Jurassic World movie? Domination or something like that? Or Dominion? Dominion. Yeah. yeah domination. And that was on. <laughs> That's a domination. What the hell? Uh, I mean, yeah, that, actually, that should I'm, just be the name for the last one. So, yeah, I almost watched that because uh, every time I turn on whatever whatever streaming service has that, Jared Prime. yeah, it yeah. just says, "Watch this, watch this, watch this." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, don't." Yeah, I'm we, not at that point yet, but I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I before. had to go back and uh, try to piece together whether or not I watched the the second Jurassic World movie. I believe Jurassic. Park Five Jurassic World t- Two, I guess is what <laughs> you can call it. Um, I don't, I couldn't remember actually whether or not I actually watched it. So uh, I then I saw the clone. Yeah. It's the one with the clone girl and like they they're they're trying to you know gene edit dinosaurs and stuff. It got real weird. So wait, they're trying to gene edit dinosaurs in this one? Oh wait, that's no, this, every movie. Yeah, okay. Yes, there yeah. You go. okay. We're gonna make it have sex with a frog. <laughs> Did we just say gene edit? Is that right? Gene edit? Genetically engineer? Is that what we should say? Did we just shorten yes. it up? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I was like, I didn't sound right when I said that. I like, it's twice edit? as long now that you have to explain yeah, that's it. True. <laughs> that's true. Uh, beyond that, I finished Kaleidoscope, which mm. was trippy. It was a good little... I've heard good I, things. We, we were talking about it. I didn't know that it was diced up for everybody. So everybody watches it in a different order, basically. Yeah. If your Netflix has it in your order, and like my Netflix has it in my order, so no matter when I go back to it, I'll start back where I where I left off. But any of the episodes are supposed to be not standalone episodes, but you can pick up and put down this story in one episode without it affecting the watch order that you watch it in, which is a crazy concept. It is a crazy concept. Is that by profile or by subscription? So, like, if I started it on my profile for Netflix, if my wife started on hers, would we start on different episodes? You'd have to look. Yeah, you I'm can look and know, that'd be crazy. Show you the order. That'd be crazy. I'm I just out. know that seeing it on two different Netflixes, and I'm like, wait a second, this isn't the first episode. I watched the first episode. I was like, I was like, go, you know, shit crazy. I'm like, what is happening right now? I already <laughs> watched like, the first like, episode. Like, yeah. I can imagine a ton of people did that. Yeah, like yeah. because you know, um, I only watched the, the one because I was gonna like watch it with other people, and so like trying to collaborate that, and I'm like, oh well, they're just trying to mess me up. What is this? <laughs> I don't care about your feelings, man. Good stuff though. Uh, I mean, Giancarlo Esposito. What can you say? Man's still trying to be Professor X, but he's doing a good job making stuff in the meantime. So, uh, the thing that he's going to be up in again is going to be that Mandalorian season three, which Monday night during football, there's supposed to be another trailer for it. You know, I just don't get as excited about trailers, about television shows. I don't need to see the trailer. I'm just saying it's out there. There's going to be out there. I mean, I'll watch it and cool. I'll get to see it. Do we know a date for Mandalorian? I know we probably said it before. Yeah, it's the first of March, I think. Goldfish memory here. Uh, Yes, March one. Okay. But like, uh, we talk about trailers real fast because I brought that up to you the other day when you and I were talking. Um, we got the Ant Man trailer, mm. and I didn't, 
I didn't need to watch that. It looks so good, but <laughs> I didn't. So I wish good. I wouldn't have watched it. I, I was, I was so much happier. Aspect, not I could have kept one little aspect to itself and let, and let you be just surprised in the theater. <laughs> if, if you're talking about Modoc, <laughs> I already told you guys back in back in September. Uh, I told you that there was already a picture of that floating around, and I had to go back on my phone and make sure that that's when I was talking about it, and I still had it on there. So, look, I haven't been excited for a Marvel project in quite some time. Like excited, excited, and I'm kind of worried about exciting myself because sometimes when I excite myself, I, I, you know, get let down. But this movie looks really effing good. Yeah, it looks really good. This this is one that Ross, you're right. I need to go see this in 3D. Talking to Nathan about the other day, man. I don't like 3D movies really, but there's some movies that are better in 3D. I don't know if I can handle that that visual. That might be. (laughs) Just catch a good buzz before you go in there. It'll help. I promise. Always does. Sit far enough back, because I think that's always my my ticket when it comes to 3D movies. You want to sit just far enough back because it's a lot going on, and then that that whole depth makes it even more going on in your face. So, I'm 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 going to see it in 3D. Like I. I told you after seeing that trailer. When did uh, tickets aren't on sale yet? Are they? No, when it comes out on the seventeenth of next month. Next month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as soon as they drop, man, let me know. We'll we'll go see it together because I'm down to go check it out. <coughs> so. Yeah. Um. And then, oh, okay. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say, can we talk about this Jeremy Renner thing? Yeah. Well, like, let's do the I... finished trailers. Hold on. Okay, yeah, we're we're going to get to that real fast, but we had Foundation season two finally. There's a real. Meh trailer, a lot of tie back into no, it. No, dude, that, that won't meh. That was, um, they need to, summer needs to get here. That's yeah. what that is. Mm-hmm. Summer needs to get here because I'm like, it's, I'm, I'm ready for that. I, got so I can't wait to get a new TV so I can get Apple TV so that way I can watch these <laughs> amazing Apple TV shows because apparently they're all fantastic. So yeah, I, 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 no got a, I got a list for you. Yeah. Um, and then Renfield, did you guys watch that Renfield trailer? With Nick Cage as Dracula. Oh, the the Dracula one. I haven't. No, I haven't. You I sent haven't. it to us. I haven't watched the trailer, but I, I've I've heard the audio trailer. Like heard it on on a radio. They played the trailer, so I've I've heard mm-hmm. it. It's it's supposed to be. Is, is it supposed to be a parody? From what I hear uh, from the trailer, or kind of semi funny. It's supposed to be a yeah, it's comedy of right. sorts. Okay. but I mean, I don't think you're getting all the comedy coming out of Cage. I think Cage is trying to be pretty serious, and okay. I've seen the pictures of him uh, like a year ago in the makeup and the uh, costume and a little bit, they actually showed in the trailer looked, looked really good compared to the pictures that I saw. Cause they were quite laughable. Yeah. They were talking about on the radio. It's like one of these weird Nicholas cage moments where I think he's got a movie that just came out in theaters or something like that. And in the preview for his movie in the theaters is a preview for another movie that's nice coming, coming out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's a Nicholas cage <laughs> moment, you know? Um, I guess he's, it's funny how actors do that. You'll see him do these spurts of like three or four or five movies, you know, over mm-hmm. like a few year span. Then you won't hear anything from him for a while. I guess they make enough, make enough money to, to relax for a working, few years. Baby. You know, <laughs> hey, it's not some people, man. Like you said, we looked up that Patrick Warburton IMDb that some people's IMDb is insane <laughs> to look at it. Like it's crazy. The amount of stuff they do. Like, it's a, his whole entire life on that thing just within the past five years is just like a list of IMDb stuff that just keeps spanning. Yeah. I mean, the dude's been around for like 20, 30 years making stuff now. And what's Probably. funny is 25 years ago, he didn't look any different than no, he does right no. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. When he hit puberty, he just grew up. That's right. <laughs> fell right off that cliff. That's right. But yes, yeah, so you can jump in. You can start talking. MCU talk real fast about 
Renner. I mean, go Crazy ahead. Story. I, I didn't know anything about it until I sent you all that article this morning. When I woke up this morning, you know, I got Google and it sent me the news feed. You knew, you knew mean, nothing about it? I knew nothing about it. Nothing really? at all about it. Yeah, and then I saw this and it was like, Avengers uh, cast members feel Renner may lose his leg or maybe ne may never be able to walk in. I was like, oh no, what happened? Then I read the story. I was like, holy crap, you know, run over by a snowplow. Lucky he's alive, we're from not, what I understand. Yeah, I mean, they we're talking like an industrial MCU money snowplow is what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, okay. And just Because a lot of people keep getting this twisted about like what he was actually run over by. And I'm like, no, it had like a, like a, a seat or like a cab. Yeah. Yeah. Not one we would use. You know? Oh. One no. one people with money no. would use. We're Understandably, money no, is money. We're talking about like straight up <laughs> snipers. But yeah, wow. yeah. From that article, apparently they were saying that he may never walk again if he even keeps his leg. He may lose a leg. Now I don't know the validity of everything in the article. I don't know. Yeah, how, I haven't heard too know. much about that. Yeah. I mean, I I knew that I knew all the the very first things that came about. You know, he had like massive chest trauma. Mm -hmm. um, you know, basically what happened was uh, when it started sliding, he tried to jump back in it and it seems like it wouldn't have caused damage or done anything wrong if he just would have let it go because oh, it, it came to stop at like a, a mound of snow further down the driveway or where the case was. So mm -hmm. it's like, why, why even are you just trying to cover your ass? And, you know, they've come out and said, you know, like no foul play, drugs, alcohol, blah, 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 right. but. I mean, really, it's just at this point, all I've been doing is just wishing like, you know, hey, hopefully speedy recovery, dude. I don't know what else to say. Well, that's the thing, because it's like you heard, like, like I said, chest trauma. And I'm thinking chest trauma. Like, oh, my God. But then it's like, you know, the more you read it, because when it first was released, it was just like he'd been in an accident, like a well, like a life threatening accident or something like that. He was like in ICU and all this kind of stuff. And then what was he posted a photo to what his Instagram? Yes. Yes. And he looked like he got the shit like out of him. It's like yeah. this side of his face was just like, I mean, black eyes, I mean, busted face. I look awful. Mm -hmm. And um, and then as finally details started coming out, um, talking about because he was like in surgeries and all this kind of stuff. So you're like, damn. And then like, it's, you know, just like what exactly is going to happen? But I mean, if you think about it, if you have to. Well, I'll have to find an article so I can send it to you so I can actually see what this thing looked like because, I mean, it was like these huge tracks and it looks like it just mowed them over on one side. Yep. So, and the yeah. thing was like, what, 14,000 pounds? I just don't know pounds? why he went back for it. Don't know. Like, just let it go, dude. It's, yeah. Unless it was heading to where it was going to hit something or someone, I can understand. But I think they were just like in the middle of nowhere, weren't they? I, I think first instinct is to try to stop it. You know? Yeah. I know for me, if I saw that's what I, that would be my first instinct. I don't know if I might run to it and then maybe second, have a second, you know, thought before I get there. But I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But it, it is weird. It's just tragic, man. It sucks. Like he's got that, he's got that superhero problem where he always has to save the day. That's that's a, he's got a complex. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I do hope he's okay. Uh, of characters moving forward in the MCU, I don't know what his status was as far as Hawkeye, how far they're going to carry him, but I like Hawkeye. Like, I like Jeremy Renner as an actor. The show really did a lot for me with that character. So, I, you know, I, I hope that things work out. Not, I'm not hoping for so things work out so that way I can get him as Hawkeye. I'm hoping things work out so that way he gets better. But oh, yeah, I hope they continue, you know, that they continue to move forward and do that kind of stuff. So, best wishes to him. Jeremy Renner, hope things get better, man. Any other news, Ross? Uh, MCU wise, you're gonna get um, 
Black Panther comes out on Disney Plus on the first, I believe, is what it said. Mm-hmm. Uh, give that another watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to pick it apart. I, I feel like that's when I don't see you're talking like like Ant Man being so looking so massive, like a like a great MCU story again. When I see things that like aren't great MCU stories, I I don't wish to go back and pick them apart. I take take what I can out of them and like you know move on. Yeah. Not robbing Black Panther. I'm just saying that I think I got everything on the first go. Right. I and I just want them to fix uh, Ironheart for going forward. I need that character to be better if they're going to actually use her. The suit, mainly. The suit's really my right. big my big thing here. <laughs> Let's be right. real. Not the actress or anything. She did. It's just the look. Yeah. I yeah. get that. Um, let's see. What else did we get? Oh, well, Angela Bassett won for um, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. For that Black Panther two that she did, mm-hmm. didn't Jennifer Coolidge win something for um, White Lotus? Oh, yeah, as well, which is another show that I've been meaning to watch. Diego Luna was actually nominated. I think that's the first time a Star Wars anything Star yep. Wars character or mm-hmm. whatnot had been nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, it was him, and he was nominated for Best Actor, I believe, in a short mm-hmm. short series or whatever they're calling it. And then I know Brendan Fraser didn't get anything for the whale, but he also did not attend the mm-hmm. ceremony because apparently he has a ban on the actual ceremony itself. Like he won't well, attend I the ceremony. Well, I think it was it's tied into the abuse that he suffered years ago. Right. I think yeah. it was someone tied to that. He says he's willing to come back, but there's certain criteria that has to be met before mm-hmm. that. So. I, I haven't seen the well yet. I've heard great things about it. It seems Brian like from all it. the rave I had about it, I, it would have won an award, but Brian apparently it didn't. So. I'm, I'd keep your eye on it probably for Oscar. Because, I mean, okay. it's... Yeah. It's just like, what was it? Um, Spielberg won for, what, the Fablemans? And then mm-hmm. the Fablemans win the movie as well? Which I was super... Well, I'm going to say right now, Austin Butler, 100%, even though he was up against Brendan Fraser, that dude, 100%, deserved what he... Cause he became Elvis. Elvis was wicked. <laughs> you know, that was an awesome movie. I saw an Elvis movie recently. I don't know if it was that new one, but then I know that I went to see when I went and saw Thor: Love and Thunder. I went to a drive-in, and on the other screen, they were playing the Elvis movie. Well, it was probably that Elvis, and it was probably yeah. that Elvis. Yeah, that 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 they, was. Uh, there's actually a sit-down. I believe it's with the uh, Hollywood Reporter on YouTube, and they have um, Adam Sandler. Uh, uh oh my god what was the dude what's the irish dude's name or colin farrell for the banshee of whatever movie that he has mm-hmm. going on um oh they had the guy that played elvis they had brendan fraser and they had one other kid on there and they were all just talking about like their acting and like everything else that they do and like how they've known each other oh and they had uh short round was on there too from uh, he won, well he won an award yeah I gotta see that movie, but it's not for rent anywhere. Oh, what is it? It's, you can only buy it. I'd have to um, watch it on a plane, though. <laughs> yeah, that everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I've been wanting to see oh, it since it was in. No, the it's on uh, Showtime. Is you it? can get it on Showtime. Yep. I actually was talking oh, to a friend gosh. about that yesterday. He told me that I need to see it. It was an insane movie. I was like, okay, I'll maybe yeah. check it out. So, yeah, it's on. Show. So, if you have a Prime subscription and you have the Showtime add-on, which I do, you can watch it. So. I wanted to go see that in theaters, and then I got so busy that I didn't. I couldn't make it to the theaters, 
And that's when I went to go see that Bullet Train movie instead, because by the time I got freed up, it wasn't in a theater anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we went to go see Bullet Train instead. Okay. But yeah, that's something that I really want to see. I've had my eye on it for quite a while now. This one thing I just discovered today, I'm sorry, it's just kind of just a title, whatever, but um, Tangerine, he was um, Wanda's brother in Ultron. So he was Quicksilver. Because I'm like, I know I've seen okay. that dude somewhere. I know I've seen it. So I was talking to my son about it today, and I happened to look at IMDb. I was like, oh, it's Quicksilver from Ultron. Yep. That's Thank what you. it is. You get that, and then you got the other one that won the award um, for uh, Dahmer. Yeah, Evan Peters. Dahmer won an award, huh? No, Evan yeah. Peters did. Evan Peters yeah, did, Evan not Peters. the show itself. Yeah, okay. I haven't watched that show yet, but once again, that was a... I, I, I don't think I could. I don't, there's, there's just some things I'm like, mm, I just don't think I can do that. I mean, I've heard people talk about it, that kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's just... I remember I watched the um, what was it the docu- documentary for um, oh god who was the other guy but anyways it's like some of them I'll look at it or you know get get on TikTok Manson and kind of get on those little stories when they're talking about the murder all that kind of thing I'm like eh, I'm, I just don't know if I could do that <laughs> I love a good docu series I really do mm-hmm. but this is a drama right this yeah, is really, exactly. right, like so, so like, there's a lot of drama put into this one it's just kind of like the yeah. Pam Pamela and, and Tommy. Thing that was in a drama one. Now there's one mm-hmm. coming out that's an actual documentary with Pamela Anderson interviewed mm-hmm. stories from her. That's kind of the same story, but it's like the real story. Yeah. Um, I I know that when this when this Dahmer series came out, it was huge. Like everybody was watching it, mm-hmm. but there were so many people, as the internet will do, that were giving so much shit about well, how can you bring this up for that family and this and that. And I'm like, you do realize this is like the fourth or fifth docu-series come out since that's happened. Yeah. But just like five years ago, right? Like being a documentary versus it being (laughs) a dramatic like a like a heavy drama thing changes it from from it being from it talking about something historically to becoming entertainment. Right. Well, I, but like, but it, I, it I think, I think that there have been I think there have been actual dramatizations of it. I have to go back I and look probably. at it. I think there's been two or three. You know, so it's like I get what people are saying, but once again, you know, I'm sure that the people that were involved with this had to have some kind of consent yeah. to this. Maybe. So, I mean, I don't know. But either way, um, not something I've watched yet, but maybe I'll check it out. Time, um, time, time. Let's see, you got MCU, you got, we already talked about the Mandalorian trailer, Star Trek, the Next Generation cast are making the rounds because Picard's coming out, so you're getting a lot of uh, interviews going to be popping up here really soon. Uh, That comes out the 17th also, I think Ant-Man, 16th, Ant-Man comes out the Thursday before, so that's the 16th, and then Picard comes out that 16th also. It's going to be a fun show weekend right there. (laughs) Picard premiere and Ant-Man. Oh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, other than that, Paramount is going to be doing a Dungeons & Dragons show now. Live action show, which we haven't even seen the movie yet, but I'm interested in seeing that movie too. Um, I don't know if either of you guys were like Workaholics fans, but apparently they were making the movie and that thing just got canned like crazy over the... Right yeah, before I, started filming. I can't see a workaholics movie. The show was, I, I didn't know, know why it yeah. needed a movie. Yeah. The show was okay, but I, I, apparently somebody realized they didn't need a movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well that, and you know, I mean, it's pretty much might as well just throttle back on all that stuff. You don't need right now. Like, uh, is HBO still trying to figure out how to shed debt? Part of that is by increasing the price of HBO a dollar. 
which f them because you know what though it's only a dollar a lot of times when these places a dollar now but a lot of times when these places increase it's like 299 399 they increase it by so at least it's only a dollar you know you're right it's gonna go up but we know we knew it was going to go up we knew every one of these is gonna go up. eventually we're gonna be paying 30 40 bucks a month for these streaming services and you'll pay six dollars for a carton of you know they put uh, out content You know, like House of the Dragon, you know, we're about to get Last of Us. We're going to see what that's about. But then they also turn around and put out something like this Velma show that is getting ripped apart alive all over the internet. I just started watching like the first 10, 15 minutes of it. And I'm like, yeah, I can see it's a pill, but not really up my alley. So it does have a crowd, though. Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. It does have a crowd because I guarantee you my my daughter and her friends will watch that. Huge. This is a it's a, I don't it's know what it is, man. Foul mouth. Is it an adult version? Yeah, yeah it's is like it a TV oh, well, Maybe I won't let her watch it then. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it beforehand. She's 16, yeah. so I mean. Um, and then the only other thing was, Greg, you were talking earlier this week about the Snyder fans trying to get the Snyderverse. Yeah, this is... Look, man, y'all know I'm a huge Snyder fan. Sarah, I know you're a huge Snyder fan. Ross, I know you're not a Snyder hater. You like the Snyder movies. Uh, you know, um, look... <laughs> I would love, I would love, I would love to one day see this. But I'm going to go ahead and say, guys, let's go ahead and throw up the white flag. Let's just, right, let's you, just, we, let's just let go of the Snyderverse. We got Zack Snyder's Justice League. We never thought we'd get that. Let's we, just go ahead and be happy with this. We're never going to get the air cut of Suicide Squad. Okay. It, it's just not going to happen. And if it does one day, awesome. But let's stop focusing on this stuff. Like there, this article was people wanting. Zack Snyder to buy the rights to a Justice League movie from DC and Warner Brothers and then sell it to Netflix to continue the Snyderverse. And it was a petition to do so. And they were going nuts because there was one tweet that was involved in this whole thing and Zack Snyder gave a thumbs up to one response. And everybody's like, Zack Snyder approves it. He's doing it. I'm like, no, guys, he's not. Like I get, he's the kind of guy that there's everything behind everything he does. There's something behind everything he does. Like you got to look behind it. He's sending you a message somehow. That, this is not it. He just gave a thumbs up. I don't want Zack Snyder to spend his hard earned money to buy this and to produce it. Even though I'd love to see it, guys, it's time to let go. Seriously, it's time to let go. The only caveat to that argument that I could possibly make is that uh, in their deep need to shed millions upon millions of dollars. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I guess that would be a good. It's not going to do it. He he really kind of has them under his thumb though, because he kind of dictate whatever kind of price he wanted at that point. Here's the thing: I don't think that Zack Snyder would or possibly could buy it. Like they would allow him to buy it. Right. What would be within their interest is to sell the streaming rights or contract out the streaming rights for however long to someone else like Netflix or someone else, whoever else wants it and then let them carry it for, you know, a year or two or whatever the contract ends up being just to turn around and try to make money off stuff that you already have. Like that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, the, the article did say that the, the included, of course, this is just fans writing this up was that they would, they would include Zack Snyder justice league Two to include that story and um, the air cut of Snyder, the, the air, cut of Suicide Squad and uh, the solo Batman uh, Ben Affleck movie was what the fans were, were asking for. And I was like, man, I would love to see all those. But that's asking for a lot. I that's asking I for a lot. You know, that's a, uh, that sounds like it got 
twisted in the the rumor mill very very hard. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, and I think they can do something with it, but yeah, yeah, fans are definitely gonna talk. Hello, yeah, right? <laughs> Look, man, um, I'm just ready for a new story with good continuity and some kind of structure. I know that I'm not getting that Zack Snyder in the future, so I'm ready to let it go. I have my movies. I can watch them whenever I want to. I'm ready to get a new story. So well, You're still going to get more of the old story before you get the new one. A little bit, yeah. But more on right. that. You do get, uh, we did get uh, Ezra Bridger, <laughs> as I would like to think of that one instead of the real Ezra Miller. Oh, oh so Ezra Miller pleaded guilty to one of the crimes that he had, so. You know, he's starting his comeback tour. And they're I, I don't, still going to play the Flashpoint movie. They're still going to do it. Maybe. Do Allegedly. It. Yeah. We still have to wait for it. <laughs> I'm telling you, until the credits are like over, I'm still not going to believe it. <laughs> that movie may never hit theaters. You know, it may just go straight to DVD. Straight to VHS. <laughs> it was when I was growing up. Straight to VHS. Oh, man. Imagine if they did that and they made you actually have to buy it or only stream it man that that could actually dictate people getting a streaming service to watch it they I mean, would still they would anyway, probably so. have a lot more people view it that way if you're telling me that i've got to go pay 46 bucks to go to the movie theater and see it or i can pay 21.99 and have a hard copy of it and watch it anytime i want to the first time it comes out or stream it as soon as it comes out pay 15 dollars stream when it comes out i'm probably gonna do that you know here's the question i've had if you go see the flash in 4dx are you sitting down or are you running on a treadmill the whole entire time? Oh, you got to watch it running on a treadmill. Yeah, There's that's no what way. I thought. Yeah. Like, you got to feel tired. You right. got to feel like he does. At least walking on a treadmill. <laughs> so I don't know about running the whole time. But, uh, so Kev says this, how they're going to reset the DC universe. Yes, I think that is the plan, Kevin. But once again, this Flash movie has been announced for years. It's been finished for a while. And we just don't know when it's coming out. And I just keep hearing more changes from it, more delays yep. on it, different things. Every week there's something new they're taking out or putting in. Edit, it's like, edit, what edit. are they doing with this movie? And now that Ezra's, you know, obviously pleaded guilty to his uh to, to the char- some of the charges that he had, I don't know how, I don't know how you move forward with this because I've seen a lot of other actors be penalized a lot worse for a lot less severe stuff than this guy's done. And it just doesn't seem very fair. You know, uh, what's the girl, uh, the girl that was in The Mandalorian? Um, the, uh, oh, um, oh, the Cara Dune character? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, she lost her job. You know, it's like, come on. You know, based oh, on what this guy's done right her. About it, which, I mean, look, I get it. Like, I, I can see both sides of that argument. But, like, it, not a bit of it was pretty. Like the whole way the whole entire thing went down. So true, true. I've I've just seen people do a lot worse, is what I'm saying, yeah. and not get treated the same way. But that's the way it works in life. Look all who's the in time. charge of DC. Some unfair things happen to people all the time. So uh-huh. it sucks, but it, it happens. Um what else we got? All right. We gotta talk yeah. about stuff we watch now. Hop into some shows, and it's right at the one hour mark. It's perfect timing. There we go. <laughs> what do y'all want to do first? We got Willow, we got Jack Ryan, we got Bad Batch. You know, Willow seems like the shortest of the two. I've only watched half of Jack Ryan. Has no so one watched uh, The Witcher Blood Origins yet? It's no. on the list. I'm telling you, it's on the list. Yeah. I need to just. I like The Witcher Man, but it was one that I came late to the party to, and there's so much stuff going on that like I didn't fall in love with it. It was great. It was good. Oh, but it just wasn't I just fell in love with. You know, curious if anyone watched it. I keep seeing no, it like pop up on my little list. 
well, y'all want to go ahead and get rid of Willow so we don't have to worry about it for a while based on yes. what we saw at the end that may be different, but let's go ahead and knock it out. Sarah, give me some thoughts. I know you love this show. It was tolerable. It was tolerable. I think okay. the, the, the last few episodes, <sighs> I think it was like, really, I was like, okay, all right, I'm digging this a little bit. But they're kids. They are 100% kids. It's like, that was... <laughs> I mean, was yeah, bad. Kevin, it was bad. It was bad. But I mean, like I said, tolerable. This is not equal great. But I mean, it's, I think maybe I can kind of see where they're trying to go with it. But I don't think that I don't want to see them going down the little yellow brick road because I'm like, you know what? One is, I'm, I'm one and done with this one because I just don't see where else we can go with that. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's uh, but a lot of it was forced. I mean, a lot right. of this through here, like forced dialogue, forced comedy, forced, it's just, it might have been a different story if I really were digging the characters. But I mean, I got to the point, I really didn't care. Now, I will say there was, there was one scene in this particular episode, I was like, <gasps> but I was like, mm, I'm not going to hold on that too hard. But anyway, yeah, because you didn't see a body. <laughs> True. There's definitely well, mm, I don't know. You maybe maybe you missed something. That if you're talking about the same thing, no, I'm, I'm, talking about I'm saying you're... at that point. Oh, at that point. Okay, yeah, at I got that you. point. At that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Look, you know, at the same thing. I had the same problems with the show as I did before. Uh, comedies sometimes okay, but never really great. Nothing really makes me laugh. Borman's obviously the funniest character on the show, and honestly, I think he's he's my favorite character. But I'm kind of getting tired of some of the stuff. Like they're coming out of the thing, and like, oh my mama! It's like, okay, dude. Like I get it, funny, ha ha ha. But like, okay, like we we've heard this enough. Like you don't have to be, you know, have a funny, smart ass comment on everything. And there's, some of them aren't really that funny. The music is a big problem with me, even though the the only song that really stood out to me was the very end credit song. What was it? Uh, Money for Nothing. Um. And, but it it didn't really it didn't really take me out of it because of the placement of that song. Like that was the end credit song, the last couple seconds of the last scene. Okay, I can deal with that. But a lot of times, the music in this show, while not bad music, is not the right music for what they're trying to portray at that point in time. The genre doesn't fit, it doesn't fit for that scene, and it takes me out of it. Um, and then once again, the story's too big. Now, based on what we saw, it looks like they have a lot more of this story to tell. So. Mm-hmm. If they have a lot more of this story to tell, there's always a possibility of it getting better, you know, or, or, or getting more of what I want. I want more meat for the story. This may have been the first season that sets stuff up that we feel like should have had set up way before this. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, but we're past the first season now. You just described something. You basically just described this thing having a, a shit ton of ingredients and it. It's essentially making you know a crap pie. Like it's not, it's not giving you a whole lot. To come towards the actual end, right? Um, the music does feel off. the The characters feel a little weird. I, this episode, if, I can't remember if it was this one or the last one that had me thinking like that's enough, Borman. Like now you can tone it down. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, I thought his humor like carried me along enough with all the awkwardness of all the other characters throughout the first six at least episodes. The whole show felt like it was shot in the volume, and I hate that. There, like, there was, there was just nothing that was grandiose about the feeling of it, and it should have been. It should have ran with it, you know. It didn't have to be a hundred million dollars of 
Lord of the Rings. It just needed to be something that didn't feel like it was made in someone's backyard. And I, I felt that it was made in someone's backyard, Disney's backyard like where they had their magical TV. You get that? Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. The, the plot, the, the teenager angst, the, I mean, dude, there's a scene in this last episode where Alora is about to do some magic or something. And she's doing this weird, like, Space Girl hip or Spice Girl hip dance. Like, I don't know where it was coming from. I'm like, what? What is she doing? Mm-hmm. And where did she learn this crap from? Because I guarantee you, Will is not doing it, and those other two broads are over there necking like crazy. Yeah, who knows what they're doing? They're not. They're not doing this dance. And the other guys yeah. playing with his flute. Like, yeah, literally. And figure yeah, probably. I don't but. know what I don't know what was supposed to be happening in this show that was supposed to make me feel like Eric was gonna be the bad guy at the end. Right. There was no there's no legwork, and then all of a sudden he gets a haircut. And then he's just, converted back, you know, just yeah. Yeah. Just because they talked to him. I don't know. The, the show has a lot of problems, you know, like like okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and dive into it. You know, obviously the part you're talking about is Graydon it, when he gets knocked out of that thing and mm-hmm. down to that pit. Okay, okay, I get it. Cool, write that story. Hey, he gets knocked down there, I'm, and I, I was thinking, I was say we're probably going to see what happens to him later. I don't think he's mm-hmm. dead. We're probably going to see what happens to him later, and obviously they do. But like literally, Alora walks up to the same spot and stands over that ledge, and the the lady who just knocked him off just stands there. And I'm like, why wouldn't she just knock her off too? Like right there, it's not her off. Like, why and where the hell did they come out talking about him being a great sorcerer? What did it? Where did that even? What? Mm-hmm. Where did Ray no, get all this freaking magic shit from? Because he uses his flute as a conduit, you know. But I'm like, where the hell did that even start from? <laughs> yeah, There's so I will say one good point that I did like about this this episode in particular. We finally got to see the Lux with the with the armor. And it looked good. Yeah, that it was a really straight good. up uh, Power Rangers suit up moment, yeah. man. But or it like looked Iron really, man. really good. The suit looked good. The yeah, transition yeah. into the suit looked really good. I was like, they did a good job with that right there. I was highly that, impressed. That was it. That's where all the money went. That's yeah. pretty much it. That yeah. was the budget. That's what the that suit's what called. The budget. Budget. That was it. That was yeah. it. Well, no, now you got to remember, uh, what's her name? Laura doesn't have her wand. She has to conjure with her hands now. So that's a little bit more... Uh, CGI and that's in too. case in point too, because going on through this, you know, she was just like trying to grow a freaking tree. She just could do that. And then it's like, oh my God, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who yeah. I am. I don't know. Mm. And then it's finally it's like, all right, well, just pull your shit together. Stop being a little whiny bitch and do it. Mm. Oh, but she's got to Willow, bless his heart. I... You could do mm. this whole story without him now, to be truly honest mm. with you. He's, he's, he's a character you don't even need in this story anymore. This shouldn't be called Willow. It should be called... Oh, that's, that's the point I was going to make when the show was over. I'm like, I don't know why it's called Willow. Yeah, what's what's the name of the land they're in? Eternia or something like that? Or am I thinking of something like... <laughs> is that land for time? Or <laughs> land of the lost? Or <laughs> no, we're, just, we're not like talking about Prince Adam from um, an E-Man. No. <laughs> it's <a> never <laughs> new story. That's what I was thinking. What's the, what's the world from never new story? I can't remember. Oh, hell, I don't know. That's the movie they need to remake right there. Bring that one back. Mm -hmm. That was good when it came out. That was it. Some things you gotta leave alone. Yeah, second one sucked. Oh, same with Willow. That was good when it came out. I was gonna say, look what they did (laughs) here. I just think Willow will probably is. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know who in the hell is thinking about these characters. But like I said, if if you're trying to make them act like teenagers, spot on. Hey, Mm -hmm. there you go. You got it. Cat was more tolerable than the last episode. 
but of all the episodes she was more tolerable than the last episode i'll give you that i just just like all this you know if 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 these characters you know like cat and uh, laura and it's kit right are we talking Kit, yeah, yeah, Kit, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Kit and Laura yeah. and all this, you know, it's supposed to be like their growth. I'm like, what from like what throughout like grade school, like middle school? I mean, you're not even in middle school yet. I mean, that's that's where I felt like you were. I mean, it was just like, and then like the wedding. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Oh, you're. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You're just creepy. Am I creepy? Yeah, you're creepy. I'm like, what? Who says that shit here? It's just like, oh my god. I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, they they tried to stuff fifty years of lore into a mm-hmm. twenty four hours of of or nine twenty four hours. What eight episodes of hour piece? Eight hours of storytelling, and it just it just didn't work, you know. Now now, Kevin in the chat room says y'all didn't see the post credit scene, and like I said, we can go to that because I didn't see the post credit scene either. And Sarah, I'll let you know. I thought you were playing a prank on me because <laughs> like. Well, here there's two things. Okay, one, it's Disney's fault that I don't stick around for the credits. Not my fault because there normally it, isn't anything. Well, it's not that. It's like when it goes to the credits, like almost immediately, yeah. the screen goes to the small screen. Then it says play the next episode and starts the countdown, or it starts whatever else and starts the countdown. So I assume when it does that, that I don't need to watch whatever they've pulled me away from. You know, so I just okay go to the next episode because I don't want to sit down and wait for the countdown. That's why I never watched post credit scene. Now I went back when you said that. And I got to where I saw credits, and I hit I meant like like the black rolling credits. Maybe I should have specified it. <laughs> I thought about what I said. I was like, maybe I should have specified <laughs> well, that. Because, well, the, I mean, you do have credits, but I was like, you know, like end in credits, basically. Yeah. Well, I, I watched from the from where it was just the black and white and all the, uh, the, the names of everybody who did everything and all the different languages and all the different countries. And I sat there, and I was like, okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And then the screen went black, and I was like, did she play a trick on me? Then I had to, then I had to go back and play it from like the last minute of the show through, and I saw what you were talking about. So let's go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> the scariest moment of the show that could be making more. Not just yeah, one. Yeah, three three volumes sitting on the. Um... Mm-hmm. Well, the question is, does was that only put in there to let you know they're coming back for a second, third season, or there's plans for a second, third season, or is there some kind of story behind? somebody with this book that's has knowledge of this universe. Am I reading too deep into this? Is there a watcher in this universe? Is that this should have been like the um, very beginning first paragraph of a story because there was no depth in my opinion to the story whatsoever, but it definitely seems like they're trying to hedge their bets I don't know what the viewership looks like on this because people can talk about viewership all day long. They said that Andor didn't get, you know, anything with anybody watching it. And I'm like, yeah, but number one, it's coming out around the holidays, blah, blah, blah. You can talk about it all day long. Andor was fantastic. This show is nowhere near fantastic. And if they come out with two more short seasons of this, I mean, like, what are we going to get? Like, what is that going to look like? And does anybody want it? So I don't know what kind Rotten. of story they're going to tell. I, I don't know what story they can tell. I I just don't know. I'm not. I'm like, what are they going to like continue? Alora's what is well, now the crone going to come back? Is there going to be oh yeah, the worm? I'm like, I don't care. They did. They did leave you with a good little cliffhanger to say, okay, we're setting up for another season with where you do see Graydon, um, and you know that badass looking Mustafar with dragons and all kinds of stuff like. 
The only I'm, dragons I'm, I want to see sure as hell ain't there. Well, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, <laughs> there's no way in hell anybody on the other side of this fight is going to win that fight. Based no. on what I just saw with this this side of the fight has, there's no way in hell this other side wins. No chance. Yep. So we're going to see what happens there. Look, this has got an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 55 audience score. The so, 80, 86, 86 on Rotten critic score? 86 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, yep. Wow. Yeah, and a 55 audience score. So I can never <laughs> trust Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't ever look at Rotten Tomatoes unless it's just something that's so ridiculous that it's out there that it crossed my path to actually read it. Yeah. It's weird. Well, we are without Willow for a while. I don't know when the next season comes out, if it will. You guys are going to be okay. I'm I'm, I'm heartbroken. Honestly, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might stop watching TV for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We can say goodbye to Willow. Um, Let's hop to the next one. We got Jack Ryan or Bad Batch. What do you want to talk about? Anybody? Uh, I, uh, Jack Ryan will probably be longer. Bad Batch, I'll tell you. I didn't know that this episode was going to be like divisive among fans. Apparently, it's divisive. Why? Ooh, I guess about this because like it. I guess because like it it, it plays so close to like the Clone Wars. And, you know, here we are again talking about the, the battle of good and bad. And here we have Cody again. And here we have mm-hmm. um, uh, droids again. You know, I mean, like there's a bunch of things that we're actually seeing that I guess a lot of people thought that they were leaving in the past. And now that we're in Bad Batch, they're like, why are all these shows, you know, like this Clone War season seven. And then you had Rebels and now you have this. They all just keep revolving around the same area. Whereas you get a lot of people that complain because they want more stories from like this era. Um, I know the Bad Batch is animation, and I know this is a kids' show, but I would damn I didn't really like this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I, that it was really good. Yeah. That that's kind of crazy because like I, I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about it, but honestly I haven't looked anything up, you know, because like I, I watched the show today. I haven't I actually didn't even know last week it was coming out, so I just caught up on all three episodes today. But no, I, I enjoyed the third. I enjoyed the first two as well. But the third episode was fantastic, and it it did throw me off a little bit when it was like Commander Cody's there, and I was like, okay, cool, Commander Cody's working for that. And, and like, I had to mentally like do gymnastics to figure out where I'm at in the timeline. I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, Cody's there, and he's still. I was like, hold on, and I had to think about it. I had to write a little bit down, and draw arrows, and point in different directions because it was it was tough. But it makes sense. <laughs> it's just that. There's there's a lot crammed in, and what somebody's going to do one day is do a machete order of everything from this era to watch the right order in, and that's going to be the ultimate viewing right there. Dude, I already thought I was psycho for having to watch Clone Wars and like the the release it should have come out in, you know, right. like the actual chronological release, not the the when it was released on TV. But man, like it's, I just thought that a lot of people hate Cody because, you know, he was the one who was going to take out Obi-Wan so on and so forth. Um, yeah, he did a lot of good things in the show or was this large part of uh, Clone Wars whenever it was out. But there was so much of this that was humanized, you know? I mean, like, you know, you get the conversation with him and uh, Cross 
crosshair, crosshair. Yeah. sitting there mm -hmm. talking about having, you know, whether or not good soldiers follow orders, but also like the, the, the impact that that has on people where it doesn't have it on battle droids. And so, you know, you can fight a droid all day long and it's not going to have that same, it's not going to take home the stuff that like uh, clone troopers take home. Mm -hmm. And here you're seeing the weight of order 66. You're seeing the weight of the clone troopers being replaced because they're looking at it in real time. Mm -hmm. They're seeing that their numbers are dwindling and they're being replaced. Mm -hmm. They don't quite know what they're being replaced with yet. I think that they see people and they understand that like, you know, there's droids around too, but at the same time, there's no way they can be replaced by with battle droids of any type because that's what they went to war against. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone will allow it, but you, you're getting that whole, like, did we do the right thing? Did we just spend, you know, decades trying to do the right thing? Because that whole weight of going to that city and watching that governor just get murked by crosshair right in front of him. After he just told her, you'll yeah. be, you know, I promise you'll be safe. Yeah. And maybe, maybe peace comes down to us. Well, see, and that's another thing too, because like, especially what the governor was saying, you know, she brought up Dooku and, you know, I'm you know, trying yeah, to think about that, too. but then that automatically made me think back to the star Wars short. You know, we saw a little bit more of, you know, background of Dooku and where he was coming from. You know, I'm thinking, yep. Okay, well, that's kind of crazy. You know, it's just, <laughs> okay. Because yeah. really, you think of the separatists, you know, don't really think of, you know, not really anything positive. But yeah. He's right. I mean, you are going to see battle droids. The crazy thing about this episode was that everything was kind of turned on its head. Um, you know, you whereas you were always against the battle droids and what they stood for, and mm -hmm. then, you know, the, the clone troopers were the ones that were going to come in and save the day everywhere they went, even though we all knew that the Empire was going to rise after that. Um, now you actually see and kind of kind of champion the battle droids because they're protecting mm -hmm. the people. And the people are trying to say, like, we don't want to be a part of we don't want to be a part of what you got going on, man. <laughs> like, we're cool over here doing our own thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sarah, I want to ask you. um, me personally, I get this kind of feeling watching this, and I don't know how many seasons it's going to go on, that like, I feel like Crosshair wants to be good. I get this like Vader complex where he has this good in him, but he's always like, he's, he's fighting with it, he's debating it, and the, the evil always wins. Do you get that feeling too? I, I kind of do. Um, it was kind of, um, it's always, <clears throat> you know, because when he kind of split from his, you know, his brothers, basically, you know, it's, I think there was some com some conflict there, but then also he has that programming, you know, that or that mentality. Like you said, you know, soldiers are you know do what you you know always have to do have to be done. But then I think he's purposely using that as a crutch so he doesn't have to feel because I mean that's that's just the feeling I've or you know what I've always got off of him. You know, he didn't really you know. I guess, you know, when you're talking about, you know, they were, you know, the bad batch, the ones that weren't really, you know, programmed like the rest of them and that kind of thing. But I mean, mm -hmm. he was probably more, more that was, I guess, initially what they were really after as far as like the programming wise. Right. And so I think it was really tough for him to see, you know, his, you know, his unit that, you know, that was his brothers. And then, you know, they're like, dude, you know, this is not cool. This is not right. And it's like totally, you know, a hundred percent flip from what he's like, we're soldiers. We, we do what we're told to do. You know, we're not supposed to have an opinion. We're not supposed to have this. 
So that's why when I first saw him in this episode, I was like, is is dude finally like coming around? I mean, is he mm. not? But then it's like throughout this whole episode, it's like anything that like whatever Cody said, I mean, it was like crosshair immediately like was like, nope, right. we're gonna do this. This is what we do. I'm not it's like I'm not even gonna think about it. We're not gonna talk about it. This this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So it'll yeah, be they, curious to see if he's more throughout <clears throat> this episode this this season. Well, they've done a good job with that character of, of doing that where they give you these moments where you feel like he's feeling like he should do something right or like he's at least got the mindset and then they immediately give you a moment of him like nope that's not him at all Mm -hmm. so you really are kind of on the edge about him i still feel like this character is set up for redemption at the end of this series somehow i I thought it was gonna be the last season we didn't know how many seasons we're gonna have but i feel like this character is set up for a darth vader moment where the bad batch is going to die if he doesn't do this and he has that come to jesus moment and yeah, he, that, and, and he always feels like he's like that anti hero. You know, he's like, you don't want to be the hero, but yet, you know, eventually, you know, you feel like he's going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he's still got, got that feeling about him. He's got loyalty uh, baked into like his, into his, uh, his cloneness, if you will. And so mm-hmm. I think he's just struggling with trying to figure out where that loyalty lies with every given second. You know, I think we're kind of meant to see that with him waking up before his alarm, kind of trying to figure out like where he is and like what he's doing with his life. Um, and then, you know, he lives for missions. Like, that's that's his thing. You know, Sarah, what you said makes a whole lot of sense. Maybe that's what they were shooting for when they were trying to do the Bad Batch. Like, they were, they were wanting people like that. And, you know, they came out with one in four, one in five, like however many Bad Batch people there are. Uh, that actually worked out that way. So, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to see how... Um, He's having trouble taking orders from this Rafferty, Raffle, whatever the guy's name is. The, the something like that, yeah. The douchey, yeah, uh, the person he was getting orders yeah. from. Uh, you can see he has a little bit of angst in that situation to where it's like, uh, ooh, don't make me. I will kill you. And let's talk about his pucks, man. Like, let's talk about the action scene. Badass. In that city. <laughs> Badass. Yeah. Number one, he shoots that tank down through the barrel, which. Didn't know that was a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I guess uh, I feel like they would have taken out a whole lot more of those in the Clone Wars if they knew that that was a possibility. That's it. That's um, Crosshair's thing, though. <laughs> he's like the he's like the sharpshooter. <laughs> um. Oh, the Droidicas. Like that's one of the cool baddest ass Star Wars things ever. I'm I'm sorry, man. Those things are so fucking cool. Like they look awesome. Their function is awesome. Anytime you see those on a battlefield, like pucker up, buddy, because it's about to be tough. Yep, just hearing the sound. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, the pucks, the shooting, the stairwell scene, it was all well done. I think that it's amazing to have such a simple concept like that work mm-hmm. the way that it does because we just saw a blaster bolt take down a tank. <laughs> then now he's going to shoot a bunch of mirrors and. You know what, though? I, I saw that. The, obviously, they set it up where you're going to see what's happening. I was like, this is weird. And I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'll buy that. It's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. That's that, an that, that works, So, And it's just showing you how badass the shot he is. Um, we haven't talked about Omega yet. Which, by the way, it's, it is funny. We just should mention the first two episodes are kind of a one-two-parter. You know, the uh, what is it? The... Uh, the riches of war and the spoils or uh, something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, Ruins of war. Ruins of war. Yeah. So it's kind of a one or two part or the third episode doesn't have the bad batch at all. 
Not one scene at all. It's completely about uh, Crosshair and Cody and this mission they're on. So um, kind of shows you where the, the Imperial or the, uh, the Empire is at that moment. They are conquering planets at their will, whether they want to be, whether they want it or not. And this is the start of it. So it's cool to kind of sit in that moment, but we didn't get any bad batch or other than Crosshair in this third episode. So this was totally focused on Crosshair. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he's, He's gonna work his way. He's he's still in there. He's he's still part of the bad batch. He's still one of the you know the main guys. So mm-hmm. that story that that's gonna interlace at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, they're gonna come face to face again. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And his suit looks awesome. That all black looked yeah. really good. I put it on the thumbnail for the show. It looks so good. So I was like, yeah, I like that. And of course, I'm glad to see that Empire just um mm-hmm. they had to keep with the, the douchey little um governors they want to put in place too oh my god i want to smack that guy so hard it's cute i was i was really hoping katie was just gonna turn around and be like no <laughs> just do like a little <laughs> so kevin the chat does raise a good point about the bad bats they think they all die they're not in rebels uh maybe but there's been a lot of characters in the same timeline that are not in certain shows that doesn't necessarily mean they died so i don't know i mean you look at cody and uh and uh hera they're in uh return of the jedi they're in the battle rex. of indoor so rex. rex i'm sorry yeah rex and hera they're, they're in the battle of indoor so it's like it just because so they're not in stories between that doesn't necessarily mean they died but possibly i i don't know where they're going with this i don't know how long the seasons are going to be I don't know where they're going to finish with the story. Rex is supposed to come back in this one. I think the whole thing, like <clears throat> when Cody defected, my mind was automatically set to the point to where they're the, the way the stories are going to cross is that, you know, the uh, bad batch is going to get hired by Rex to, to come and figure out how to get Cody out. But at the same time, crosshair is going to be sent to bring Cody back in or whatever the case may be. And then crosshair and the bad batch. And then, you know, all sorts of, just clone on clone yeah, action. <laughs> clones everywhere. Clones and clones and clones and clones. That's right. Uh, but it's good, man. I'm liking Bad Batch. The animation looks like spot on. Looks phenomenal. Like I noticed when Bad Batch, or, like I noticed that Clone Wars, the final season, that like six episode final season they had or whatever it was, the first episode of, or season of Bad Batch and this episode of Bad Batch, the animation has been so phenomenal. Like I'm not saying it wasn't in Clone Wars or Rebels. But you can definitely tell a difference. Like I'm looking at it, it looks almost kind of arcane-ish in some scenes. They've stepped it up. It seems smoother. The all the transitions and the actual like movements and everything are a lot mm-hmm. smoother than they used to be. Yeah, I don't know if they're putting more money into it or if it's just the, the fact that you know technology Probably. advances, so things are always going to get better. Even the cheapest stuff is going to be better than some of the best stuff. You know, t- you know, a few what? years ago. So, since you didn't watch it last week, what did you think about the magic? Uh... Bow and arrow thing, blaster. <laughs> I'm 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 kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm confused about the power ability of this thing. Yeah, because it seems like uh, she like like when she needs it to, it can take out anything that she wants it to. But when it's not convenient, it doesn't do that. So it's the the power set for this bow. I think it looks badass. I think it's an awesome concept shooting these electric bolts out of it. I just I'm questioning the power set of it. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so. Tony says Jack Ryan season three or season three was fantastic. Yes, I'm halfway through it. I know they're all the way through it. We're gonna talk about that right after this too. But yes, it was. It is fantastic. So we're getting there's into not it. much to talk about if you want to wrap this up. 
Yeah, there's really not. I mean, we're three episodes sure. into into um, Bad Batch, and they're 24, 26-minute episodes, so it's not like it's got a ton of you know meat in every episode. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, more Star Wars animated content that they're putting out that's fantastic. You know? I, I, I think that of the three episodes so far, you're right, Ross, I did like this one a little more because it's got a little more story to it. It's it's more than just like get in, get out, shoot them up, yeah. you know. And or like a like a job. I don't know. I, I'm, right, and I don't know. I'm still just not sold on Omega. Like, like you know, she was the once again well, like she's she growing up. Been, you never know when she's going to grow up to be. Same problems though, man. <laughs> Every problem they had in the first season was because of her. Something she did that caused a problem. Same thing here. She's got to go back for the she shiny trinkets. I got to go back for the shiny trinkets. I filled the whole bag full of shiny things. It's like great. And you put both of our lives in danger and almost killed us. That's awesome, for no reason. So we'll see what happens. She's growing up, but uh, yeah, we'll continue to watch uh, Bad Batch. Well, let's go ahead and hop into uh, Jack Ryan. So y'all have both seen the whole series, right? The whole season. Oh, yeah. Okay. I woke up at like six o'clock this morning, and I was gonna go back to sleep, and I was like, no. I was like, this would be a good time to watch some Jack Ryan. Because if Ashley wakes up and I'm watching it, then, you know, by rules of the house, she can't really turn it off. You know, that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> so I got to watch the first half of it this morning. Um, man, this is an amazing show. Like, like, And Ashley even told me, too, like, I'm such a big fan of The Office. It's hard to watch even John Krasinski even now <clears throat> and not think he's going to look at the camera at some point in time with this little mm. kind of face or <laughs> shoulder shrug. And he actually does. One time in the third season, episode three, he does it one time. And I was like, oh, he did it. I saw him right there. But it was a little more serious than the office one. But this show is phenomenal. <laughs> like, I'm loving I'm loving the storyline. I'm loving uh, Krasinski as this character. Like, this show is... It just amazes me because it's so good. And I never think to turn it on. Like, if we weren't covering it, I would never think to go turn it on. And I've seen the first two seasons and really liked them, but I would never think let's go watch season three. I don't know why it's a good show. When I start it, I'm hooked on it. I'm probably going to finish the last four tonight of the work tomorrow. So I'll be up all night watching it, but it's just, it's just one of those shows for some reason I don't go to turn on. I don't know why. Maybe it's the advertising for it. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Well, you know, we keep talking. We did it again last week. We talked about when is it good to binge and when is it good to like mm. to pace Jack Ryan has been it comes and it goes like that yeah i mean it is they're talking about it they're talking about it it's on tv in two months and then like after one week everyone in america's watched it and then like it's forgotten about mm-hmm. that's all that it takes it comes out i believe both of the last two seasons came out around christmas too and they get watched and they're done mm-hmm. there is no water cooler talk there is no anything yeah. but it's such a good show that i mean like how can you not talk about it yeah and that's the downside to it right there i think to be sure honest that's the worst part about the show is the fact that once i watch it i'm not going to think about it again until the next season comes out i'm not gonna go back and rewatch it uh you know it just it's it's a good show um but let's 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 jump into it then I, i'm i'm up to episode five so i am just for a reference point i'm right at the point where the president of czechoslovakia is it has got has been kidnapped or is at least taken away by her advisor a different direction oh. than everybody else went so that's the point that i'm at right now uh security detail thing yeah gotcha gotcha gotcha, okay. gotcha, gotcha. so 
Um, it's when the this dad season's a little different than come the, after her. Yeah, mm-hmm. this season's a little different than the oh, previous yeah. seasons, where it's more Jack Ryan on the run. He's kind of a fugitive from the law on this this season, whereas before well, it hadn't quite been like that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's going to work out for him. You know, it, it's Jack Ryan. I'm sure things are going to work out. Well, but, the cool uh, thing about this season is like the story, because I mean, they're giving you a lot of the like backstory. You know, you kind of go, you know, with the like I said, the whole Cold War type thing. You know, you you're learning a lot about the the players behind the scenes. So you get their backstories and see where they are. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's like without saying too much because. <laughs> That's what I was talking about with the story last week or the week before, yeah. whenever we were talking about it. I'm like, they, they were able to take something that I thought has mm-hmm. been mostly done and played out to death. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a way that, that made it still feel fresh and still feel completely the viable and relevant. fun to watch. It like it's relevant. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, and speaking of relevance, I mean, it's just like it seems it's modernized. Like it seems like it seems like every season of this show, whatever they're dealing with in this show, seems like something they're kind of dealing with in the real world too. It's very, it's very, very relatable to what we're going through in real life with certain things, you know. Because uh, I think the first show or the first season was in the Middle East. The I can't. The second one was in Europe. I can't remember where the second one was, but this one's obviously a Russian story. So it's like it it keeps up with times. It it keeps the story modern. It's almost like a James Bond type thing. You can continually tell the story, you know, with, with this character going forward. Um, but I'm sold on Jack Ryan with John Krasinski. Like I almost don't want to see him as a superhero now. You know, not that not that I don't think he'd do a good job, but I think that he could do so much better stuff and not saying that doing superhero stuff is bad stuff like bad actors do it or whatever i just no, feel like he he falls he, in the camp of like reacher and like you know like it's you want to see you want to see good smart talented him. people mm-hmm. be able to do real life things and do it in a way that makes it feel real without making it feel like you know you can't save the world unless you have the power of flight or like mm-hmm. whatever weird thing that you want xyz put in there so right one thing that gets me about the show is the intro. Do y'all think this show, like I know a lot of shows, the intro is usually whatever's in the intro has something to do with that show. Like either it, like Game of Thrones changed it up. Whatever was the intro was had to do that show that that episode. A lot of shows, the entire season's kind of played out in the intro, little specific details here and there. There's a lot of really crazy things in this intro. Do y'all think it has any kind of meaning or do y'all think it's just a cool little intro they put together for the show? Because I haven't seen a lot of things in the intro for the show that I've seen come true or at least spotted in the first four episodes. I'm not going to lie. I don't pay attention because I'm like, I want to get to okay. it. <laughs> I hear you skip the I'm intro. I'm not going to lie. I hear you. Okay. I think it's a I good watched, intro. I like watching them. Yeah, I think I watched it a couple times. I don't think I really went super in-depth with it because it was still like – I remember the first season with the rowboat. I mean, like that's the thing that always sticks out in your mind is like, you know, the rowboat and then like the DC – scape and stuff in the background but man like it's uh i have not gone into the little minutiae of it to figure out what there's tied in there so tony in the chat should do some chat room uh upkeep here tony says season two is pretty good this was a bounce back who doesn't love a good cold war reboot story yeah I remember when I was younger, me and my friends, uh, me and Chris Kremen would always play basketball in his driveway, and we would always play against the Russians. I don't know why. 
Like that was who we were playing against. <laughs> I just don't know why. Uh, he says, uh, what do they call the strategy again? Small scale conflicts that mobilize major conflict on purpose. And a big accomplishment is him breaking out of the office visual that. association. That is 100% true. Because I felt like that's a guy who might have been typecast for the rest of his career. The first few episodes of this show, it was hard for me to pull out of that Jim Halpert mindset. And once again, I'm, I kind of still want him to do the, the mannerisms at the screen. But no, he, he, I, I totally see him as this character now. You know, I see him as a grown-up Jim Halpert, basically. Well, that's what's so funny, because now when, I get, when I've gone back and watched The Office since then, I'm like, he looks like such a baby. So I mean, yeah. I'm just like, you know, you see Jim Halpert, he's such a baby. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm like, now I see who he grew up to be, you know. I, I like this. <laughs> what, was the, what was the movie that he did? Uh, the silent movie. Him and Blood. Oh, with him and his wife? Yeah. Um, he did two of them, right? Quiet Place. Quiet Place? Quiet yeah, place, I never yeah. watched Quiet Place. And Apparently not out of any reason other than just I didn't get to it whenever everyone was talking about it. But, I mean, like, it, he made Quiet Place before he made the first season of Jack Ryan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, that was one that him, him and Emily Blunt, like, wrote, produced, and acted in, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't they do almost everything on that movie themselves? But I don't think it – I mean, it's not an original idea, I don't. I didn't think, right? Oh, I thought they did. I, mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they just produced and acted in I'm not sure. Maybe they did a screenplay for it? But – I know that they had a they had a lot to do with that movie. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, you know, guy's a killer actor. What do we think I like about the guy that uh, plays the Russian guy? The uh, the oops, the um, the old Russian guy. Mm-hmm. God, the you know I'm talking about the yes, yeah, okay, the one who's so, playing basically everybody. Yes, the entire time. Yeah, I've always liked him and the things that he's played in. Um, I'm gonna have to pull pull his stuff up to actually see more of what he's been a part of, but just the his face—he's one of those actors that can just bring everything with him. And now that he throws like a Russian accent behind him, I mean, like he's mm-hmm. he's in like Flynn. I mean, like there's no not buying that he's not one of those guys from that 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 cutback scene, that that flashback. So, yeah. I, I do love that character, and then the father of the the Madam President too is really cool too. I like you see their story in this timeline now, and then it goes back and you see the story of the timeline with both of them before, where both of them were at, what's happened to both of them, and why both of them feel the way they do now, and what puts them to where they are. It does such a great job of telling that it's fantastic. Um, yeah. What's the uh, God, I don't know why his partner's name? I guess his ex boss. Oh, uh, Greer. Greer, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like him there too. He does a great job in this role, man. That that that, that guy's casted perfectly. Uh, I like his character a lot. Um, I just don't know where they're going with this character in the future, with with because he's always kind of the background guy. Like he's always the guy that that gets things done for Jack Ryan. That if he didn't do it, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Type thing like the five thousand dollars you got him and everything else. And that was cool. Send him through the system. I just I don't know, man. I'm interested. Like I said, I'm going to watch these last four episodes tonight, probably. As soon as we get out of here, I'm going to go ahead and start it because Ashley didn't really pay much attention to the first four episodes. So that means that she's not going to be mad if I watch the last four of that, or I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but until she goes back, tries to watch it again, watches the finale to start off with. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe she did that. That was so funny. Poor thing. Bless her heart. Isn't that what we say? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. But just Jack, Jack Ryan's just, just knocking it out of the park. There's. Um, I don't like who is the guy 
Okay, I don't like the uh, the black female. I can't remember her name. Who's oh, the, the one that's the CIA woman? Yeah, the, the, that's the kind of their boss. I don't like her right now. I have a feeling that I'm going to start to like her as things go forward. The last four episodes is going to change that for me. I don't like her right now. It's like, okay, I get it. She's doing her job. Whatever. But, okay. I do like, uh, what's uh, old boy Miller? Is that the guy that he went? That you, ex-CIA, now he provides security for people? Lives oh, in Greece, Mike. Has that amazing? Huh? Mike. Mike, uh, yeah. Mike did November. I love that character. Yeah. <laughs> I like, absolutely. Love, I love the actor, too. Love that character. Love that actor, man. Really, really good job. He, he's he's done so much. Like He's played in so much. I mean, like, you know, he was in, what, Man of Steel, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Good gracious. What was the other show that I... Oh, House of Cards. I was like, oh, no, I remember. He was real big in House of Cards. Like, he was yeah. the right-hand man. And always like the uh the next like the, the guy in charge of things for the guy that needed to be in charge of things yeah and that view he had my god well that's like, stupid what oh my view. god yeah <laughs> i mean it's like what santorini the, oh yep, the wire too that's right yeah uh, what, what did jack say to him he was like look don't try to convince me about something like this when you've got a view <laughs> like don't try to convince me this is bad when you've got a view like this type thing mm -hmm. and i was like yeah that's a good point so uh, he said, "Not Mike." I don't know. This character was in one of the scenes. Uh, what else? Anything else about exactly this show? I mean, his one-offs. Yeah. Sorry, I haven't finished it yet. Like I said, I'm gonna go finish tonight. It'll definitely be something we can completely talk about next week. But yeah. I'm waiting for a conclusion with this. Um, it's starting to heat up for me. I'm halfway through it. And I wanted to try to get more in, but you know, life, family, all this kind of stuff. I was like, well, as long as I can get at least half of it, I'll feel okay. So, um. He said Mike is great to the black guy. I'm lost in this conversation. Sorry, I pulled up oh, stuff. For people clear. listening to audio, I'm pulling up stuff in the chat room right Clear's now. Clear's in the wire. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Haven't watched The Wire either. Another great other show. The Wire was fantastic. I've heard <laughs> yeah. it from a lot of people, man. I'm sure in five or six years, I'll probably go watch it and be like, why hasn't anybody told me about this? So <laughs> No one told me I could just binge the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. When is this a possibility? Yeah. <clears throat> well, is there anything else y'all want to bring up about Jack Ryan? Like I said, I've only watched the first four. Y'all can talk about more stuff. I'm not really too worried about goldfish memory. I'm not going to get spoiled. I'm like, there's, it's, that's that's really what I want to talk about. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> like it's like the how yeah, the culmination of everything. How it ends? Okay. That's well, I that's will, what's really so cool about this season. Okay. Well, I will go hop right on it because I'm actually kind of excited <laughs> about it. Sitting here talking about, it. I'll go hop right on it. Make sure you watch it. That way, we can definitely talk about this finale next week because. uh it's just a great show. What sucks is after we talk about it next week, we're not going to talk about it again until it comes out a year from yeah. now, which sucks. But it's just like Umbrella Academy, which, by the way, they just announced that season four is the last season. They yeah. didn't just announce that. They said that a while back. Well, I yeah, just that's it. been shoot, dude. They just announced like... it on my internet. Okay, so I don't <laughs> oh, know what internet well. you use, but they announced it on my, just announced it on my internet. Okay, mm. so. No, you should dial up faster. Yeah. It's so funny because my first memories of dial-up internet are at your house, Ross. Prodigy internet. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. I remember getting a prodigy internet at your house. That was nuts. I can't remember what we were doing. Because that was back when websites weren't even like a thing. Like, like it was just, I don't know. 
That's yeah, what chat room were you in? I mean, it's like <laughs> I think there, there was a go, chat. Yeah. I think there was AOL some kind of chat rooms. room or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember because AOL was a big thing then. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, y'all. I got nothing else. Yeah, I'm gonna go finish watching Jack Ryan. Uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of editing on some of the C3 stuff, edit some of this stuff. Spend the rest of the weekend chilling and you know working on the car stuff like that. Uh, you got something watching else? Wild card football. Yeah, wild card football is gonna be fun. There's gonna be some good games this weekend. I'll say he wants it. I'll say he wants it. Let him fight for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> because right now, the only thing I've Tear off his head! <laughs> Who's your Super Bowl? Dude, I have no idea. Oh, I mean, you got to do something. How, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. How about that? Okay. I'm saying <laughs> Super Bowl for me is... Buffalo-Philly. Mm. Yep. I'm saying Buffalo, it's Philly. just the Panthers and they lose. That's actually possible with our team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they can make okay, it happen. Can they just, so. just go ahead and get the, the head coach? I mean, I can't I can't with this. Just give me anxiety. Give me anxiety. Just go ahead and sign, re-sign Wilkes and just be done with it, man. It makes it so much easier. Goodness gracious. The man earned the job. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, uh, that's another like show. Said, Tepper we're talking about here. Mm. That's, right. that's right. Maybe Nicole will talk some sense into him. You know, she's on the hiring committee now for the head coach. Oh, God, so. yeah. I saw that, too. I'm like, oh. You know what? The most qualified I, people out there. Listen. I'll go ahead and say it on this show. I'm going to say it on the C3 show as well. I feel like a jackass because when it was mentioned on the C3 show and she said that, and then Tony said that, and he asked how I felt, I was like, I hope it's a joke. I need to rephrase that. I don't know anything about this woman. I'm not saying by any means this woman is not incapable, not smart enough, or talented enough to be able to do this. I just don't know. It sounds funny saying you're hiring your wife to do this. That doesn't mean she can't do it, and I'm going to but give her a chance I just to see what, what happens. Are for that, though. I mean, seriously, it comes with a certain just... connotation right off the bat, though. You got to understand that. Like, mm-hmm. it's I, I just wanted the to put same that thing out there we said I... in a woman's career field, talking about a dude coming in. And I'm not saying that right. It has anything it, it, to do with male or female, but it's yeah. just that it's that connotation it, that gets brought along with it. Right, it's abnormal, and that's why I wanted to say because I'm going to say it on the C3 show too because I was doing the editing on the C3 show the other day. I was like, ooh. I sounded like a misogynistic asshole when I said that. And I was like, no, that's not me. I'm not saying she can't do it. It just sounds funny at first, but I don't know anything about her, so I can't say she can't do it. And I want to put that out there, even though this is the end of the show and there's probably nobody listening. (laughs) You're apologizing on the wrong show. (laughs) It's It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to put it out there on Tuesday's show too. But yeah, we'll see what happens. That was a squirrel. Big squirrel being a football squirrel. All right, y'all. I got nothing else. You want to get out of here? Yeah. Go watch the Jack Ryan. I'm going to go watch Jack Ryan. To finish. There you go. Yeah. Sarah, where can yeah. they find you at? Oh, nowhere. She just dipped out. <laughs> Did she just click herself out of this? Yeah, I don't know if she just clicked out or not. <laughs> anyway, Ross, where can they find you at? <laughs> and now you see me, now you don't. That's right. Sarah said, bye, y'all. <laughs> oh, you can't find me anywhere except right here. All Hopefully right. when we're live because it's about the only time I'm sitting here doing this thing. Good deal, good deal. Oh, you can find Sarah at My Lady Kitten on Twitter. <laughs> Check her out. And then you can also find me at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. Uh, check out at, GS, at GCS Podcast 1 on Twitter as a show handle. We go live every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, try to drop the audio Monday or Tuesday every week. But, you know, if you can't get the audio, you can always, before then, and you're dying for it, you can always come check out the YouTube show. Give us a like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Come join the chat room. We like to post stuff and talk with y'all. So all that good stuff. Ross, I'm out of here, man. Nothing else. You good? Oh, yeah. Have a good week. Yeah, man. Until next week, keep pounding. Later.